In this episode, I'll be covering the strange disappearance of Georgina Garsala, a young mother of two that went missing on the 7th of March 2018. So let's get started. Georgina was born on the 29th of October 1987 at the Royal Sussex County Hospital to Andrea and Gassem. She has one older sister and two younger twin sisters. For the first 10 years of Georgina's life, the family live in Libya and the children go to school in Tripoli. After 10 years in Libya, the family move back to the UK where they live with Andrea's sister before moving into a flat. Georgina starts going to the Orchards Middle School in Worthing. As she grows up, she battles with social anxiety, but overcomes it, becoming an outgoing young woman who would chat to people on the train. Georgina loved to cook and enjoyed spending time with her two young sons. Before she went missing, Georgina broke up with her boyfriend. He is not the father of her children. After the breakup, Georgina was staying at her mum's house. Wednesday, the 7th of April 2018. Well, on the day she went missing, um, she downstairs in the bedroom and I got up about six and she was mm-hmm. sitting down um, I think she had trouble with her phone all week yeah. and it wasn't working and she because she split up with a boyfriend but she was she'd gone back there and yeah. so it wasn't really a sort of clean break she spent most of the week before there she'd had trouble with her phone she decided that she was going to try and start get a, a sort of a room or somewhere mm-hmm. perhaps in Brighton or a bit further afield keep away from the boyfriend I think she yeah. you know she thought if she moved out away she wouldn't sort of be on top of him and then she could yeah, yeah sort of make a bit of effort but she knew living around here she wouldn't be able to do that and mm-hmm. that's what she told me she just you know the usual oh, I love him and that, that but he's not good for me sort of type of thing yeah. so she sort of gone and looked at a couple of places in Hove and Port Slade and she looked at like a hostel even and that um, the previous week and, and sort of looked at other things and, but her phone wasn't working very well it wasn't charging very well and I rang her dad and I asked him because usually sort of all, usually fell back on me anything to do because she never really kept a job Regina did have alcohol issues she sort of binge drink a bit so, mm-hmm. um, so she never really she'd sort of work and then it would, she'd get paid and then yeah. Go off for the weekend and sort of, you know, that, that was it, that was sort of the pattern. So I was always, it was me who would sort of ask her things, or if she needed, you know, a phone or broke, it was, she was always asking me. So I asked her dad, I said, do you think you could buy uh, mm. a phone, just a cheap one, and that's so she can, at least she's got a phone and she can ring, she needs, you know, she wants to ring up sort of places. Yeah. So he bought her a phone. Um, and that morning, she, when I came downstairs, she was a bit agitated. Um, she was sitting down on the floor doing her hair, and mm-hmm. she said she was going to the job centre, and um, she was going to a citizen's advice to get some advice about some things. Mm-hmm. Um, and the phone, she was fiddling around with the SIM card as well, and, and, and the wire of the phone, she was 
because it didn't work and it seemed sort of was a bit agitated and she yeah. just chucked it a bit and said, I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do because sort of, it's got no phone and that. So I said, I'll see if I've got an old one in my drawer. I went upstairs. I did find an old one, but it was quite old. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, I'd sort of had it a few years ago. So I sort of said, oh, I've got this. I said, but, you know, um, I don't think it had a SIM card. I don't, don't think it, can't remember if it had a SIM card, but it didn't work. Probably didn't because she took hers out of her one to try and fit it in there. That's why. And, uh, but hers was a different style and it didn't fit. It was the bigger one and that had the micro card. So she was fiddling around, but it didn't go. And then it was getting it. She was Georgina was wearing a grey River Island coat, which had a white fur trim on the hood, jeans and short boots. Her hair, which was brown, was in a messy bun. She was carrying two plastic bags and a shoulder bag. She's five foot four and of slim build. Georgina leaves Normandy Road in Worthing and heads towards Worthing Town Centre to get her phone fixed and to go to the job centre. Between 11.30am and 12.30pm, Gassem calls Georgina, but the call goes straight to voicemail. In fact, the last time Georgina's phone is used is when it pings off a telephone mast near her mum's house earlier that morning. Georgina's bank account hasn't been touched, and she never goes to the job centre. Now, Georgina is an adult who came and went as she pleased. She also had several friends, so initially, Andrea believed her daughter had gone back to her boyfriend or was staying with some of her friends. Um, now, because I work shifts and things, I sort of work nights and days, um, and... She hadn't been living here, I'd been here by myself, so it wasn't, like when I got home, it wasn't strange for, for me to think, oh, she's not here. Yeah. I mean, she's not 12. No, She yeah. was sort of 29, so I come in and, and didn't really think about that. Uh, I think she was in, um, no, she wasn't. That was the day before on the Tuesday when I came in, yeah. Um, so when I come back, I didn't think nothing of it. Yeah. Um, probably, I just thought, oh, quite nice and peaceful here because Regina <laughs> yeah. was very untidy so um, you know I, I think I went to the gym come back didn't mm-hmm. think of anything of it went to work the next night thing and still didn't think anything of it and then after a couple of days that's when I actually said to her sister Regina hasn't been back and like, we, I texted her and, and didn't get a response mm-hmm. but I thought she was at the boyfriend's because she spent 
yeah. week before she's practically spent it around there but she had texted me and said because she was cooking she liked cooking Georgina loved cooking so she sort of when she was sort of around there and cooking you'd always get the photos of the roast or the photos yeah. of the pie or something yeah um, so after a couple of days I wasn't really I just thought oh I've not been bombarded with the usual mm-hmm. you know pictures and things but it didn't I just still didn't think anything of it, and yeah. because Georgina was in and out, and if she yeah. was the type of person, if she, perhaps if she found a friend and they perhaps got their own place, and she would stay there for a few days, mm-hmm. and she quite liked that. You know, I think she liked that life. Um, you know, and then perhaps, and then perhaps come back here when she was living here, come back here when she perhaps got fed off, they come back up, and and that's how she, that's how she was. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, bit sort of quite social and you know if anyone was having a drink she would she'd yeah. be there yeah. um, so it didn't I didn't think anything of it and it probably wasn't until perhaps four or five days um, and then I sort of said to, she was her, her boys were due to come here yeah. and um, and but it was only for an afternoon so I, they came I picked them up and I I thought, oh, she'll be here today, she'll show up. And then she didn't, and then I just thought, oh, that's a bit... And I phoned her, and there was no answer, and her sister's phoned, and there was no answer, and and, and I just thought, oh, you know... But mm. I still didn't think at that time Georgina yeah. was missing. Yeah. Several days go by, and no one hears from Georgina. So they were due to come for the whole weekend, the following weekend. And uh, before, just before that, after they, she, the boys had come and she never came back, um, we sort of was a bit, when she didn't answer the phone and we sort of started texting her saying, you know, I mean, that, by that time I was a bit annoyed then because I thought she's staying somewhere and she hasn't bothered to come back mm. and so I obviously probably told her off in my text and yeah. said, you know, you know, face up to your responsibilities, yeah, etc, etc, exactly. and you know, and you're supposed to be here. Mm. I I think I thought, oh, she's probably annoyed now because I've sent her that and she's not going to answer. And mm. that's how it sort of went on. And then I think by the week, um, we all decided that it's a bit, this is a bit strange now not to hear from her. So we started phoning hospitals because we thought perhaps she had an accident mm. or something had happened to her, you know, anything. We've phoned hospitals in Sussex and, and that and nobody had sort of heard of her. Um, and then we all took, like, we sort of t- took a list of names of her Facebook contact, me and her other sisters, and mm-hmm. we all tried to email them or, or sort of message them or, or any way we could. I mean, a lot of them didn't even respond anyway, or some of them took ages. So that took us sort of a few days. And then by the time we got to the following weekend again, the boys were coming, and I said, oh, surely she just turn up as usual mm. and, and that and then when she didn't I just said oh this isn't right and yeah. her, her mm. sister's come over from Brighton and, and we sort of decided that we just phone the police and it was more of thinking that maybe she is in hospital maybe something happened yeah. to her and they could find out better than we could. There have been two sightings of Georgina since she went missing. Andrea discusses the first sighting. Later on that night, um, a witness come forward um, and said they'd seen her that night 
um, up Clifton Road with two very angry guys, two, one being about five foot seven and one five foot nine. One had a side part in and both were slim and with dark hair. Um, he recognised Regina because she often went in his shop and he was looking down from above, um, from a flat above. Um, he knew he would could guarantee that was Georgina, but he didn't know the two other men. The police dismissed the witness's statement as there was no evidence to support the claims. This footage is obtained from the Clifton Food and Wine Off Licence on Clifton Road and shows Georgina enter the shop on the day she disappeared. She inquires about SIM cards and is advised to go to a mobile phone shop in the town centre. Georgina leaves the shop and turns right heading towards the town centre. A few months later, another witness comes forward and says that they've been told that Georgina and two angry men were seen on Broadwater Bridge on the day she disappeared. One of the men appeared to be pulling or dragging Georgina by the arm. When this witness was approached by the police, they retracted their statement. These are the only witness accounts the police have had. Sussex police have many theories about where Georgina could be, such as a sex trafficking ring, suicide, murder, or that she simply left to start a new life. But Georgina's family don't believe that she'd leave her children, whom she adored. Missing posters are handed out, and a Facebook page is set up. Georgina's family make several appearances on TV, trying to get the missing woman's face out as much as they can. There have been several searches across the UK, led by the family, not the police. Andrea is petitioning for the Sussex police to search the Teeville Gate construction site, located near the Broadwater Bridge, which is where one of the witnesses claimed to have seen Georgina being dragged by the arm. However, the police are reluctant to search the site as they say there's not enough evidence to justify a search of the building site. August 2019, almost 18 months since Georgina disappeared. She would be 30 years old. The Sussex police obtained this CCTV footage taken from Chapel Road in Worthing of two women walking down Chapel Road at around 4pm on the day Georgina disappeared. One of the women has a striking resemblance to Georgina, but initially the police don't believe it's the missing woman. But when Georgina's family see the footage, they're adamant it's her. Why wasn't this found before? 
Yeah, um, it must be so frustrating. And, yeah, you know, so that's why. Cause he said, oh, your initial, you know, your initial um, sort of thing was, oh, you just sort of didn't really say anything. So we took it, it was like, you didn't, I said, well, it wasn't that. I said, we were overwhelmed, we were shocked, really, that, mm. you know, you were now producing this 18 months later. And where has it been all that time? Exactly. But I said, I, I can guarantee that is my, I said, I know that is my daughter. Yeah. I said, I do, you know, regardless of what anybody else says. Yeah. Hair yeah, was sort of clipped, it up, up like that, in that sort of messy style, like the bun mm-hmm. sort of thing. I said, I, you know, I know, and the way she just walks astride, the way, yeah. you know, it is. So when they sort of say, oh, with them, you know, this isn't a credible, uh, any credible CCTV footage, because we can't say this is her, it's such a fun, it's really frustrating. I said, but it is, it is her, I know yeah. it's her. Yeah. Um, and then, again, you know, if it isn't, the person, the two people that were, if they assume it to be, then why didn't they come forward and say, exactly. well, actually, I think it was us that day. Appeals are put out to identify the second woman seen walking with the female believed to be Georgina. But no one comes forward. In late 2019, the Sussex police changed Georgina's missing case to a homicide case. However, a short time later, the police receive a ransom note via email from someone claiming to have Georgina in their possession. The person wanted money in the form of bitcoins in exchange for Georgina. When the police look into the ransom email, they discover that the note came from someone living in South Africa and determine that this was the work of a fraudster. Towards the end of 2019, Georgina's family released their own reconstruction of the missing mum's last movements due to the police being reluctant to do so. Georgina's family have been through hell and have received several messages from people who claim that the missing woman had been butchered, burned and her remains scattered by a drugs gang. However, there is no evidence that Georgina is dead and any piece of information, no matter how big or small, could hold the key to finding Georgina. There is a £10,000 reward for any information about Georgina Garsala's whereabouts. Sometimes you know, I sort of say to my daughter, we're never going to find answers, are we? I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I just, uh, I just got to hope that somebody might come forward or somebody might know something. It's like this girl, the, the, the guy who said that he thinks somebody who's related to her and, you know, he just said, well, you know, she might not be involved in anything. She might have, I think, you know, she might have just been walking in the town with her that day, but it would be useful for them to speak to her because whatever she tells them might lead to something else. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I left her at the station or I left her, she was going to Santa's house yeah, or she was exactly. going to get the train to Brighton. I said, it doesn't necessarily mean or she was involved in this disappearance or whatever. If there's anything happened, yeah. she's involved, but she might, it might give us... Just that little... That, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, another sort of route to look down. I mean, I always say I'm not naive, like, no. I'm not just thinking, oh, yeah, she's definitely out there, she's just got missing, she doesn't, 
gone to look for a, a new life or something's mm. happened and she's been sort of I, I, I do know there's a big possibility that something's happened to her she may not be alive but you know but I still have to keep the hope that exactly. there is also that other possibility too that you know that, that does give us that hope as well and gives me that that you know, that sort of incentive always just to carry on all the time. Exactly, you don't want to give up on her, you know. Because if I gave up, Mm. I don't think, I think it'd just be sort of, her case would just be put in this folder and and brought out in five, six years' time again and sort of, oh, well, I'll look at this one again. But, you know, Georgina is the type of person, she would do it for us. She would have done, you know, if it was me or her Mm -hmm. sisters had gone missing, she's, She's a fighter. Yeah. You know, she really is, yeah. Someone, somewhere, knows where Georgina is. Contact Sussex Police on 101, quoting Operation Parvo.